All right, everybody, welcome back to The Huddle. It's The Huddle. Yo, we are here, and we are ready to rock. And oh, yeah. uh, God is good. All the time. And all the time, God is good. Um, oh, wait, was I, you supposed to say wait, the last I part? Mean, I thought I was going, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Dang. It's all right, we still here. God is still good. Amen. Amen. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Well, y'all, we are um, trucking along in the season. This is six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it? I don't know. We Bro, both don't know. <laughs> I can never. You know it's what? Terrible. I don't care. It's another episode because you know why? We're probably going to extend the season anyway because it's very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot's been going on lately. First of all, today is a very special day. Um, it is my mother's birthday. So I want to publicly wish her a happy birthday, even though she's probably not going to hear this <laughs> <laughs> until years later. Oh, man. But just know I did wish you a happy birthday on your birthday. So, yeah. Yes. Happy birthday to you. We celebrate you today. And I um, also want to thank everybody who's listening. Um, I actually got a report from someone in Detroit, Michigan, who said that the podcasts are really blessing them. Wow. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool because I haven't heard from this person in years and did not know that they were listening. So I'm not going to say their name, but thank you so much for your love and your support. And I'm glad that it is a, a blessing to you. Um, certainly, I think, man, you know, with this project, I think that this is one of those things that years from now will still be a blessing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's really just like a catalog of resources that you can point people to and be like, yo, we talked about that. Go check this out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And we're all in different seasons, man. So, you know, we might be in something now, but somebody years from now will be going through the same thing later. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited for that. If you're still listening at this point, I say this all the time, but you are a real one. Totally. You're a real one. Totally a real one. We need to put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> that I love telling people because you know what? You stuck with us through when we had one mic, mm-hmm. two, no stands. You was here when we was trying to film. Oh my you was gosh. here when we stopped. You was here when we went live on Facebook. You was there when we stopped. <laughs> and yeah, we we up in here. We was in uh, what Fort Walton, Fort Walton, Pensacola, Pensacola, Panama City, the whole panhandle. Honestly, <laughs> we've been on tour. God said, "Y'all want to go on tour? All right, bet. <laughs> Here's your tour." <laughs> I know, right? (laughs) At least I ain't driving. (laughs) Man, look, it's been cool. It's been great. But today, I don't know. Do you got something to say? Hear me out, wise. Oh shoot! Uh, Hear me out. Hear me out. Let's see. Um, man, I don't really have too much. Let me let me think. Give me give me like a five second just moment of silence, and I'll I'll come over. Cool. While he's momenting of silencing, um. I decided that I'm going to do something that I said I never would try because I'm ticklish. I want to try to get a pedicure. Oh, shoot. <laughs> really? At least I thought about it. I think you should try it. If you never had one, you should you should give it I a just try. laugh too much, bro. I don't want to kick nobody in the face. Mm. Like, But I heard that they're... Some people used to say like they're addicting and once you get one, you got to keep going. I'm like, eh, I don't have to do nothing. <laughs> I mean, I had one. I've had one in my lifetime. And uh-huh. I would probably be straight without... Ever doing it Ever again? Ever doing it again? Not that it was terrible or anything, but it just wasn't. It wasn't like a massage. A massage, I could see that you experience a really good massage, and you're like, man, I gotta do this again. Right. Pedicure. Mm. I, I, just, I mean, as the as far as being a man, I think. Yeah. You know, women, you you care about how your toes look and stuff, but. Yeah, I don't really care, and they're decent for the fact that no one's looking anyway. But I mean, 
I just was like, I should experience this. Every I don't know why, but people are always shocked when I say I've never done that before. Mm. And I'm like, is that like a thing that everybody has done before mm-hmm. or something? So I want to experience that a little, little bit. And one of those treat yourself type of uh, yeah. <laughs> moments. <laughs> you should do that. Okay, so cool. I got my hear me out. Uh-huh. And it's probably something I've said on here before, but it's just something that I've been thinking about um, a lot this week. And it's simply just listening, um, being a better listener. Uh, there, one of my favorite quotes is, people begin to heal the moment they feel heard, mm-hmm. um, not the moment they feel listened to. And I think listening um, or being heard is just knowing that someone was actively listening and they understood you. Right. And so I say that to, to say that we're all in different seasons where things are confusing. There's a lot of emotions going on. If I'm being real, there's some depression that's rising up in, in people and uh, just so much uncertainty. And with all of that, there's a lot of, you know, uh, mental things that can be confusing when you're trying to gather your own thoughts and understand what's going on in your own life. And you can feel a lot of times misunderstood. And so you could be telling somebody what you're going through. But if they feel if if you feel like they don't hear you, it doesn't really help. You know what I mean? And but in those times where you do feel like they heard you, there's some type of healing that takes place. And so I would go on to say, man, you don't have to fix everything. You know, if somebody's coming, sometimes they're just coming to talk. Mm. Sometimes they need just somebody who's there to listen to them and actually care about them yeah. and um, and not just fix it. Because sometimes you just being there, they you saying stuff can can give you revelation as you speak about it. And, and it can actually help you just as you speak. But um I've noticed that sometimes when we when we don't feel understood, we'll we'll go and we'll seek out something that um that makes us feel understood, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um you can end up in a mess doing that. You can end up in what somebody would call an, an entanglement. Hey. Um and and people have gotten good at it, bro. They've gotten real good. They'll pretend like they're listening, they'll pretend like they care about your your issues or what you're going through let's say the right things and the next thing you know you're in a situation situation shit man no i'm gonna be real honest bro those are bad <laughs> well what is a situation because there's somebody listening that doesn't even know what a situation ship is um well leave it to 2020 there's multiple meanings now oh my gosh yeah from my experience a situation ship is basically we do everything that a relationship like i i give boyfriend qualities she gives girlfriend qualities to me even though we're not official official you okay. know what i'm saying mm-hmm so nothing's really defined. Nothing is defined except the fact that one of us are going to end up hurt. Mm, man. Situationship. I think that how do we even how do we even get into that cuz I think we all been in a situationship at some point in our lives. And I think I'll, I'll give my personal testimony of how I got myself into a situationship. If I'm being with you, being real with you, I was bored. Yes. 
I was bored. Um, I thought this girl was attractive. And so I started having a conversation and I ended up in a situation. Yeah, that's boredom is a thing. I think. um, Let me see which situation do I want to talk about. Oh, which one? Dang. Yeah, it's (laughs) been twice. Okay. Three times. Oh. Yep. (laughs) I had to think. I had to make sure I was telling the truth. (laughs) I don't want to lie on the huddle here. Um, (laughs) uh, Boredom is, is one. I think for me. It was spending too much time together. Mm. Yeah. It, I think good. that um, the opposite sex can definitely be friends, but that has to be, you know, when you're going from friendship to like, we're doing too much. To ex- to the experimental phase. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like we're doing too much. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, okay. So if you are, cause this is exactly what happened to me. We were friends and we were mutual friends with another group. With the, with the whole group of friends okay mm-hmm. so the whole group of friends and I and her we were all friends but when the when y'all break away from the group of friends too often mm-hmm. and then you see you know it's not healthy when you don't want to tell the other group the other friends oh, you know yeah, what I'm saying like out. that's how you know and I, I think definitely boredom but when you spend too much time and when you are you have to be careful like I learned you have to be careful with like with me personally I'm like I'm a serious person when I'm handling business but I'm like a goofy person too at the same time Mm -hmm. and anytime you start making like females laugh too much that's a problem (laughs) you know what I'm saying like when like because that's like you mm-hmm. you know you're in you're the game. You're yeah, points. Yeah. Basically you're winning right now. <laughs> and Absolutely. yeah, you gotta be careful with that. Yeah. So if you if you are listening, you're a, a male, take notes. And on what laugh. not to do, not yeah. what to do. They like, I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, only if God says that's your wife. <laughs> that's the only time you can make No, if he say go. <laughs> Not if he says it's your wife either. That's facts. He can say, it is, but I didn't tell you to do that. Yeah. Now you just added two years to the process because now she don't like you. That's true. That's true. Now I got to separate (laughs) y'all. Now you got to deal with heartbreak. Nah, but um, that that's a that's a thing, especially when okay because you know when you're friends you're well if you're. Yeah, if you're friends, you're being honest with each other. You're telling each other about like past experiences that you've had or past mm-hmm. hurts. And when you find yourself taking those stories and and twisting the narrative and and doing the things, doing the opposite of what hurt her, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if she's like, "Oh, I've never been on a date. I've never. Nobody's ever mm-hmm. took me to the movies." And in two weeks, you hit her up like, "Yo, let's go to the movies." Uh-huh. Like, okay, bro. <laughs> see, that's you're playing. Like, yeah. now you're about to be in a situation. You're using a cheat sheet. Exactly. You're using her playbook on her. Mm-hmm. So that's a problem. Yeah. And you have to, I think one thing that helps with that too is just being intentional. Uh, I'm sure you've heard that many times, but being intentional with everything, there you can never be too intentional. Um, there, There's not a point where you're too open or you're mm-hmm. too clear about your intentions or what this is or who we are as friends. You should always be intentional. And you have to be careful when you get in a situation where there's any gray, any gray, because you can be in these groups, like friend groups. And then, like you said, you kind of peel off and two start hanging out here or three start hanging out there. 
And when you start doing that, you can get into this gray area if you never have a conversation. I'm not saying, you know, you go, there has to be a re- why'd you peel off in the first place? Right. You know what I'm saying? There, there has to be, Sorry. oh, you're good. Some type of reason as to why you peeled off in the first place. And I think something that is, that we should acknowledge that a lot, I think a lot of Christians don't acknowledge is how you can be attracted to multiple people. Like you can just, we're naturally just attracted to people. Yeah. And just because we're in church and just because we're in this small group or excuse me, um, or we're in this church related event, it doesn't mean that your attraction to certain people goes away. Right. And so naturally what we do is when we're attracted to someone, we, almost like subconsciously test we test to see if, if we will be a good match with them without like ever saying it you know what i'm saying because one yes. <laughs> this is so funny right I like, feel like yeah. you're talking to me like because i've done that <laughs> like we we try to get close enough to see if let me give you this this analogy so y'all seen the lion king right and mufasa was telling simba he was like showing him how to hunt and he was using um what's the bird's name zazu zazu he was using zazu My as a target he was saying stay low be quiet and hop over here and get close enough to where you can pounce on it and so what we do is <laughs> no bear with me <clears throat> bear with me what we do is you see something that you think you might want to make wifey or you might want to see where it goes and so you do like simba did you get low on the grass and you start hey you want to hang out you know what i'm saying That's and uh you get close enough to see, okay, like if yeah. it's worth pouncing on, like, and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and so we subconsciously do that. And that's how you can end up in a, in a situationship because you're getting close to this thing. And you know, if, if a woman can tell that you're like kind of sort of pursuing her and she thinks you're attractive as well, she's going to be like, mm, do I want to be pursued by this guy? So I'm going to, say yes yep. to the going to get ice cream and I'm going to say yes yep. to the just going to get movies to see if and you're both seeing if without ever having a real conversation until you've both said yes in your head but never had the conversation or one says yes and one says no or or that because one of y'all are trying to see and one of y'all saw oh <laughs> <laughs> I saw you're seeing oh yeah that's dangerous too. That that is that's why I think yeah, that's why I say they always well 95% of them in bat Mm-hmm. There's a small 5% where it works out, but we're not talking about that today. Right. <laughs> we're talking about a situationship where you where you are in something. This is very slippery slope, and it doesn't take long. Mm-hmm. And always remember, God is not the God of confusion. So there's somebody, there's a girl listening right now, and, and, and you got this guy that you're interested in. You're like, well, I don't know why he does this, but I think he likes me, and we talk here, and we do this, and we Snapchat, and we gone on a couple of days but sometimes he'll ghost me and so you're trying to figure out what this is mm-hmm. god is not the god of confusion mm-hmm. and um you know what i'm a, I'm gonna do a little a rant right here because i've heard this many times from um from women with that they can't figure out a guy they can't figure out what he wants or they can't figure out if he wants to pursue them or if he even likes them and let me let me make it easy for you if you don't know, he doesn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you don't know, then he doesn't. Either he doesn't or he's trying to figure out where to place you. 
Yeah, that's true. Both of those things, whether he doesn't or he's trying to figure out, are telltale signs that he's going to waste your time, potentially. You don't want somebody who is trying to figure out figure you out. You you want somebody who knows what they want and they're pursuing you. There's a somebody who who is playing games is what you would call them. He's playing games. They're immature. Sometimes it's not that they're a bad person. They're just immature. They're not sure if they want to continue to play little boy games and, and, and chase after multiple girls or if they really want to get serious with you. Right. But if there's somebody who who really knows what they want, they have their stuff together. You're going to know because he's telling you he's not. What Pastor Torrey say, if it's from God and you know that this is somebody you want to pursue, you're not trying to pull any strings at the end of the night. You t- they take you out. They're not trying to keep you out later than, you know, is wise to keep you out, to get caught up in something that you shouldn't be caught up in. They're not playing games with you. They're very intentional. They have a plan. They're going to know where they want to take you. They're going to take you to spots that, you know, they like. And they might see what type of stuff you like, but they're they're definitely going to be intentional about how they treat you, where they take you, um, the things that you talk about. And if I'm being real with you, if you're an immature girl, it'll scare you mm. because you're not ready for somebody to be that intentional. So it goes it goes both ends if you're if you're a guy and you're very intentional don't be don't back down because they say you're moving too fast it's not that you're moving too fast you just know what you want and she might be immature yeah so man intentional. And, and like these things i know from experiences not experience experiences you can get into something and be like how the heck did i get into this mm-hmm. and our, one of the best pieces of advice I got from one of my cousins was be careful who you have um, late night conversations with like mm-hmm. be careful and and I'm not talking about inappropriate late night conversations but I'm saying be careful who you talk to on the phone late at night mm-hmm. it's something about it he he was like it's something about it that like conversations just change and I'm not talking about like I said inappropriate things conversations change you start talking about insecurities you start talking about um, just like past hurts and things that you've dealt with and let me be honest with you anytime you have that conversation with anybody Mm -hmm. it takes the relationship to another level it doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship it can be family member it can be a friendship it can be a counselor anytime you open up that door and start showing people like yo here's a wound that i had here's an insecurity that i had here's something that i struggle with that is going to take the relationship deeper so before you open that door with people make sure that the lines of of make sure that the the um that there's understanding as to what that relationship is. Like I'm telling you this because you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Cause when you start doing that, that that's when emotions get involved mm-hmm. and emotions are a liar. They are. And those specific times of the day are set apart for intimacy. Mm-hmm. So the very early hours in the morning are set apart typically for us and you, you would want to set it apart for God. That's when right. you, you have your alone time with God, your intimacy with with God. And then when you go to sleep, that's when you have that intimacy with God or, you know, just people that you care about. If you live with people in the same household, that's when 
you guys are, you know, saying goodnight to each other and you're making sure that the people you care about are taken care of. So when you move over into those those late night hours that are reserved for intimacy without like realizing it, that's when you step into those emotions like you were saying. You don't even realize it, but now you're giving of yourself. You're giving of those those uh critical periods of time. Mm-hmm. And if you're enjoying it, it's like, wow, I would give this time to this person. This time where I, you know, I used to give to God or I used to give to my intimate family members and stuff like that. Now I'm giving that time to you. Mm -hmm. And that's what hurts so bad when you realize, oh, it's just a situation ship. Like we actually don't have an obligation to each other whatsoever. So like when the guy or the girl just picks up and goes on a date somewhere, you're like, yo, what? Because you've you given doing? too, yeah, you've <laughs> given too much of yourself, and you, mm-hmm. you, you have an emotional tie to that person, and now you are confused because you've given too much um, access to somebody who really shouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we just, you just have to be honest. Yeah, honestly, because the thing is, when you know what your worth is, and somebody is still trying to figure out what your worth is mm-hmm. then they can go somewhere else until if they figure out what your worth is you know what i'm saying yeah and i say that because so many times i feel like we're aware that this is getting this is getting to be confusing we're we're, we're getting to a point where we need to define what this is mm-hmm. before somebody gets hurt and somebody will mention something and then the other party will say something like well i don't know but I do enjoy this. I'm sorry. You mm-hmm. like for your own sake, for your own heart. That's part of guarding your heart is saying, well, let's stop doing this until you know. Yes. It's never too soon. It's never too early to be intentional about what you want. So the sad thing when I was in a situation, and I'll be honest, um, I was honest from the jump. I said, I said, well, I was partially honest and I'll explain that later. But at the beginning, I said, look, I'm not in a position where I want to date anybody, but I do like hanging out with you. And, you know, the girl was like, yeah, I like hanging out with you, too. And let's continue to just hang out. It was cool. So we hung out. And for me, on my end, you know, I kind of liked her and I could tell she kind of liked me, too. But I was like, well, I'm not ready to commit i don't want to commit and um just but just hanging out is cool but it got to a point where she was honest about how she felt and said okay well we're hanging out and we're doing this stuff so what is it and i and so i go back to like what i said before like you know nothing's really changed for me i'm just not really trying to date but i like hanging out mm-hmm. and so you know we continue to hang out and then every couple times we hang out it's like so why aren't you ready you know Mm -hmm. and so the truth comes out that she wants to date Mm -hmm. that's what she wants and she was tolerating my indecisiveness in hopes that time would open up a window and change my heart ah and so eventually somebody's gonna get tired yeah because we can't change people Mm. and so if you're still wanting to date you're going to get agitated and it's going to become not every 
couple days but every day you're gonna start asking what is this until you're just tired mm-hmm. and so you have to be honest and and now it gets to the part where i'll say that i wasn't completely honest because although i said that i wasn't ready to date i didn't want to date anybody i was dating her hanging out hanging out we were we were going on dates we were doing things that boyfriends and girlfriends would do going to the movies and just talking when you wake up and when you go to sleep and FaceTime and talking about your families and all this stuff. So I was lying to her. I was dating her without being honest about saying that I was dating her. And um, if I was completely honest, then I wouldn't have treated her like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I would have said, hey, I'm not ready to date. And I would not have hung out with her like that. Yeah, it, it's it's really um, it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. It's a very slippery slope, and that's why you have to know yourself. I was I was presented an opportunity to um, not be in a situation ship, but I could see how. Well, it wouldn't go that far with me, but I could see <laughs> how because here's the thing. A lot of us don't know ourselves, mm-hmm. and what we call as just being who we are can come across to other people as making a move. Especially, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know about ladies, but especially for guys, holding doors open, doing things, for me, that's because you have respect, mm-hmm. period. It's not because I like you. It's not because I want to date you. It's because you were walking to the door, so I held it open. But knowing that and knowing how I am, you now know, like, okay, well, I have to be careful. So now when people come to me with certain conversations, I don't go there with that person. Mm-hmm. I'm quick to steer the conversation somewhere else mm-hmm. or bring up somebody else or right. do something. And I limit my time alone with certain people because like, let's not even play this game. Like, cause now we've grown. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now there's really, we can get past this whole situation ship. We shouldn't be getting into that stuff anyway. But mm-hmm. you said something earlier and I want to free a lot of people. People are waiting. You said, uh, she had this hopes that with time, you would change. Y'all cannot change nobody. Mm -mm. Do you hear what I said? You cannot change anybody. Mm -hmm. You can't. Let me tell you something. If they don't show up changed, they're not going to change. Period. We're we're not waiting on people to change. Not on our watch. If you're going to change, if you're in a process of changing, that's cool. Go change and come back changed. Mm -hmm. This is not a changing station. Yeah. And so a lot of people waste their time because they have made themselves a changing station. And then you get mad when they don't change. Well, they were lying to you. They just told you what you wanted to hear. Why Why do you have to tell somebody what they want to hear versus show them what they want to see? Mm-hmm. Don't tell me what I want to hear. Show me what I want to see. Right. I'm not a changing area. And a lot of people are waiting on someone to change. and Or you're in a situation or you're on your 10th year of dating and you're like, well, maybe they'll marry me this year. They're not. <laughs> They're not. Yeah. Can I tell you something? Mm. Move on. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think that sometimes we settle and we, we settle for changed behavior or, or a changed heart because we don't want to wait. Mm. Let me tell and I, and I might be old school here, but I stand by it. Women, you should be pursued. Men, you should pursue. Yep. And you can only get to that point when you reach a certain level of maturity. A man is only going to 
pursue a woman when he's reached a level of maturity to know what he wants. A woman is is going to allow herself to be pursued when she reaches a level of maturity to know that she's worth being pursued. So many women are are trying to convince themselves that they're worth being pursued. And I gave this example a couple weeks ago. I said it's like this. You have two people and the woman taps on the guy's shoulder. He turns around, acknowledges the woman. She starts chasing him or she starts running away in hopes that the guy chases her. He chases her for a short distance. If he's an immature guy and doesn't know what he wants, he's going to get sidetracked. He's going to stop chasing you. And you're going to look back and go, why isn't, he, why isn't he chasing me? So you run back up to the sand dude. You tap him on the shoulder. Hey, I'm worth being pursued. Chase me. Chase me. Tap him on the shoulder. You post that thirst trap. You post that picture to get his attention. He might swipe up, you know, start some conversation with you. Then you think that that's going to be the end to get him to pursue you. But another girl's going to do the same thing. If he's immature, he's gone. And, and so mm-hmm. you're you're immature. So and so you're in this cycle of like trying to convince somebody that you're worth being pursued. And you don't have to do that when you reach a, reach a level of maturity. You'll be able to within, I'll say, a couple minutes of a conversation, know if somebody's serious or not. Yeah. And you said, my time is not, you're not worth my time. You know, not in a, in a bougie, stuck up way. But you know you're worth being pursued. So if somebody's being funny and they're not pursuing you as a woman, see ya. I'm sorry. You're just not there. And I'm not wasting my time trying to convince you that I'm worth being pursued. You know what I'm saying? If you're about pursuing me, I'm going to show you that I like you pursuing me. Push and pull. But, um, but yeah, I see that too much. And, and as, as men, um, when you see something you want, I've seen it many times as well. You're going and you're trying to pursue this thing. Now, if she just keeps on running, keeps on running, keeps on running, keeps on running, then she's still, yeah, no, just stop it. Just (laughs) stop it. Just stop it. No. Yo. (laughs) Can y'all tell this is Austin's element? Oh, man. (laughs) Okay, so um, let me give y'all some help, too. Here's the L.A. version. Stop offering these guys rides to chase you. Oh, my gosh, bro. That's crazy. That's good. Okay. That's really good. Stop pulling over saying, you can get in a car and chase me <laughs> from my car. How are they going to chase you with your car? It's sad, bro. It's a word. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Think about You've it. You've given deep. so much. Take all of my stuff and chase me with it. No. No. Mm-mm-mm. No. We're not doing that. Mm-mm. And it's, it's, you got to think about it. We're only supposed to be with one person. Yeah, that's true. We're only supposed to be with one person. And I have my opinions on on dating and what people would call dating. One of the things that's the most valuable to us is our time. That's right. And if we know, if we know that we're only supposed to be with one person, then why would we waste our time trying to convince so many people that we're worth being pursued or that you know we can pursue them um that's true and 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 so i think that's where it goes back to what we talked about last week waiting in the worry sometimes we get to this point where we're so tired of waiting especially if you're waiting in purity and you're waiting um in, in righteousness and you're trying to do it the right way you're trying to stay abstinent and and, and uh and wait until 
you know, you're married to have sex and stuff, it can be difficult. It can be frustrating in the waiting. But like we talked about um, yes, or last week, excuse me, in the waiting, you're getting rest. Because as you know, marriage is not all sunshine and rainbows. Marriage is work. So if you spend all your energy, you spend all your energy trying to convince people that, you know, you're worth being chased or pursued, then by the time it's time to do work in a marriage, you're tired and you're going to want to be carried the whole way. And it's marriage isn't that either. Mm -hmm. Marriage is marriage is not the end goal. Marriage is just the beginning of something new that requires teamwork. Yeah. So. You know, you you just have to um, don't don't get tired in waiting. Um, loneliness. I, I I gotta speak on loneliness because loneliness is something that will get you in something real quick. Yes. And before we go deep in, that's something I was gonna say because I see like a lot of people um, putting this thing like, imagine we're all on quarantine and basically just the whole. You know what I'm talking about, them little yeah. videos. Like, yeah. you, fa- you fall in love, you meet the, the one on quarantine, <laughs> and now y'all zooming and doing mm. all this stuff. If you are doing that, make sure you're very clear as to what this is and what's going to happen should we go back to being able to hang out with each other. Mm-hmm. Because that is a setup, you know, for, and like you're saying, loneliness, because a lot of people don't want to be by themselves. Mm-hmm. And so you find another person who doesn't want to be by themselves, and y'all are like the perfect match right now. But, there's there is power in the alone season. Mm-hmm. There is, I think, everybody needs to have that. Um, but loneliness, that is, that will have you putting up with stuff that you know you shouldn't put up with, mm-hmm. just for the sake of saying you have somebody. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Um, you'll be even entertaining people that from the jump, you know, aren't even for you. Yeah, don't even believe the same things that you believe. I'll I'll tell on myself. This happened about I'll say three years ago or so. I called myself going on this date with this girl um, that I knew wasn't a Christian, and at the time I wasn't really like really walking out my faith like that. But I knew what I believed and I knew what I wanted in the end, which was a godly woman. So I found myself going on this date with this girl. Because I was lonely, I thought she was pretty, and I was like, you know what, we can just have fun and see where it goes. So I'm sitting there with her uh, at Moe's, and I just remember I felt that uh, that God asked me, are you going to introduce me? And uh, I said, huh? He's like, are you going to introduce me, or are you just going to sit here and talk to this girl like, like I'm not here? Mm. But you'll preach, and you'll and tell everybody, yeah. He walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I'm his own. <laughs> but you're going to sit here and act like I don't exist. Dang. Because you said if you were honest and you introduce me, I can show you their character. I can tell you straight up if this is for you or not. But if you pretend like I'm not here, then you have to figure it out on your own. And you'll end up getting hurt in the process. So a lot of, if I'm being real with you, like, it's no different than any other decision we make in life, whether it's choosing the job, choosing the church, choosing the position, whatever it is. If we're not seeking the kingdom first above all else, 
then we're not doing it right. Our, our steps are out of order. And for some reason, we like to put God on the sidelines when it comes to relationship. Like, oh, Jesus, you were single, so you don't understand, but I'll take it from here. We'll sh- <laughs> and then we'll invite him to the wedding and swear that he put y'all together. Uh, no, he didn't. Yeah, he was like, you didn't even talk about me. for like No, he did not. And sometimes other people can see it. That's a whole nother podcast. But yeah. Yeah, intro- introduce him and it'll make a lot of decisions very easy. It doesn't make them, well, let me not say easy, but um, simple. You'll have a point of reference to go back to. Right, right. It's simple, not easy. Because I will say that there will be people that you like. There'll be people whose vibe you rock with and all this stuff. But he'll say that's not it. That's not the one. And as long as you're in tune with the spirit and you're listening, then you'll know that this is something that I shouldn't get in. No matter what my flesh feels like, no matter how cool they seem, no matter how awesome this thing looks like it could be. If I'm not paying attention to what the spirit's telling me, then I'm going to be I'm going to be stuck. And people say that, you know, when you know, you know, I believe it. I believe it. I just think that people don't listen. They'll be saying when you know, you know, and the spirit is saying no the whole time. <laughs> when you know, no, he's saying no. He's no. Like, oh, when you know, you, you know. got the wrong. No, you got. The yeah, you got the wrong. K-N-O-W, one, bro. No, he's saying, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say when you know, you know, and so many people be going against it, talking about some. Yeah, when you know, you know, all right, you gonna know that he ain't the one later. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just invite him in there and into and those hard decisions even the even the date the bible says pray about everything everything so i'm telling you i'm praying about the date the first date if this is the woman that i think god has for me i'm praying about it all the way through i don't want to miss it i don't want to get it wrong and if this is the right one i don't want to sabotage it i don't want to mess it up by something that i do and if it is the one god has for me then i don't believe that you will but I'm saying if you're praying about it, then you're going to have peace, you know, and God is going to be honored the whole way through. And the, the reason that the date will be good and the dating season will be good and the engagement will be good and the marriage will be good is because you both are growing closer because you're putting God at the forefront of it. God is the best connecting piece that we have, the strongest connecting piece. Sex is not a good connecting piece same hobbies are not a good connecting piece uh the same religion is not a good connecting piece because all those things will fade at some point but if you have god at the forefront of your relationships it doesn't matter what comes he's still the one holding you together that's why it says what god brings together let no man separate because i think if god put it together no man can a lot of the the things that the reasons why people get divorced is because they had stuff that they thought was God who put it together, but they found out that the connecting piece was weaker and it was not God. It wasn't God. You you see the, the relationships who have been through. I'm talking there has been infidelity in relationships that God brought together and they did not break because the word says what God brings together. Let no man separate. So you got to think about it. If God, like either God is the connecting piece and he is stronger than any force here on earth or he isn't. And I choose the first part. 
so if you if you put him at the forefront of, of your relationships and um and you start that way you'll end that way and you'll end honoring god Here, here's a nugget for you how it starts is how it ends mm. how it starts is how it ends so if there's any any sneakiness any ill intentions any any sly things if that's how it starts that's how it will end i don't mean to say that y'all will never be together but sometimes you're gonna have to break up and start on the solid foundation on a real foundation because how it starts is how it ends always so you want to make sure that if you start in this thing if you want to start it confused confused end up in a situation ship and it's going to end confused too. <laughs> Bro, that's so good. God just dropped some bars in my spirit. You want to oh, know what man. he just said? Uh-oh. Hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him. The Lord, as we're sitting here, just spoke to me. And we're talking about how we have to have God at the center of our relationships and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said the reason that some of y'all relationships don't work is because you don't have a relationship with me. You're in a situationship with me. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, is that not a word? That didn't come from me. That's God. So basically, what he's saying is some of us have a situationship with Christ. Mm. We never defined what it is. We never truly made him our Lord and Savior. Mm. We just hung around him because he was there with the group, with the rest of our family. Mm -hmm. And, And outside of the group, we talked to him every now and then, but we never defined what he was we never truly made him our lord and savior mm. and god is saying because you have a situation with me i can't even give you the full benefits of who i am because you have not defined the relationship and that's why everything in your life is failing because we have a situation wow mm. that's that that is a word man that is a word and a lot of people get into situationships with christ even due to loneliness and I think it's cool if it starts that way, but establish the relationship. You know how many people, like like what um, Pastor Mike Todd said a while ago, bandwagon believers mm. who are having situationships with Christ because mm. it's cool now because we're in this pandemic and Jesus is trending mm. or we're dealing with social injustice. But it's just a situationship until you actually confess with your heart and your mouth that he is Lord of your life and invite him into your heart. Mm. And so if you are listening to this and you're wondering why is the relationship not failing, just because y'all both say we believe in God, that does not put him at the center of your relationship. Mm. Just because y'all both know who God is. See, there's two different people. There's people who are fans of God, which means they hear about the miracles and they celebrate with other people when God do things and even the things that he's done in their life. But then there's people who have a relationship with God Mm -hmm. who can say, yeah, that's cool what he did for you. But let me tell you who he is in my life. Let Mm -hmm. me tell you how he provided for me. Those are the people who have a relationship with Christ. Mm. And so I'm asking you today, do you have a situation with God? Man, it, that reminds me of what Mike Todd said. Um, a side chick savior. Is he a side chick savior? <laughs> what? Nah, y'all can't do that to Jesus. Now nah, he can't be a side chick savior for you. Now, if you've ever been a side chick, I pray that you've never had to go through that. Just imagine how that feels. Have you ever had a side chick? Come on, now we, we we're the huddle. We're being real. We invite you to confess. I've never I've never done that before. No, I don't have it in me. That's no, 
That's, that's yeah. not even my personality. And if it was you at one point in time, the Lord always tells us that um, you are made a new creation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't have a situation shift and be a new a new creature. Any man being crass, he is a new creation. Yeah. But um, listen, that was just some heat, and I don't even have notes to combat that word fully what God said but he basically was just like yeah but some of y'all have situationships with me yeah and and your your um, mm. relationships on this side of eternity are gonna reflect your relationship with him mm. and so you see that and, and really I'm just talking to um, I'm really just talking to to Christians um, but it'll apply to anybody that listens your relationship with people, not even just intimate relationships, but just people in general, will reflect your relationship with God. That's why so many people who aren't believers, um, psychologists and therapists will sit with them and they'll find out their belief about God or their quote unquote disbelief or unbelief in God will branch from an absentee father. And so when you hear things like God, the father, you ask questions like, where was he when this? Because when your earthly father wasn't here, you went through stuff and you had to ask the same question of where was he when this? And so that's how you see God, how you saw your relationships here. And so I just feel even with even with women. Your earthly father did not treat you like like you were bought with a high with a high price your earthly father didn't treat you like you were a princess or you were somebody worth saving yourself for and so on this side of eternity you try to convince people that that's who you are and so you give yourself up to to men to prove to them what your dad never told you and it all stems from hurt because mm-hmm. yes. I'm sitting here and we started this saying we started this conversation by saying that you know with with um, situationships someone gets hurt you know when we have a situationship with God he's the someone that gets hurt mm. because he's sitting there going I thought we had something Mm-mm. like I thought that I was enough for you to commit to me like I thought that maybe after spending this much time together I would mean something to where you would want to claim me Mm. or commit to me or hang out with me or date me publicly i didn't think that this was just some thing well let me see let me try it out did i not show you that i was good enough or was i not good enough and that's someone see we think that god doesn't have feelings Mm -hmm. and that god doesn't have a heart well he wrapped himself in flesh Mm -mm -mm. and so let me tell you something God wants nothing but the best for all of us. Nothing but the best. That's why he did what he did. That's why he went to Calvary. That's why he paid the ultimate price. Mm -hmm. And so when we have a situation with Christ, he's showing me like, but that hurts me. Mm -mm. That hurts me because you're basically leading God on and making him think that I thought that we would go somewhere with this. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm over here giving you all of me. And the whole time you were lying to me because you just wanted me for the benefits temporarily, Mm. but you still weren't ready to commit to me because you heard something about me from somebody else, which isn't true. 
you heard that that you know you've allowed religion to dictate your relationship with me because you heard that when you get saved you can't have fun or you heard that when this happens you know or you know when you give your life to Christ you have to lose things but God is saying why don't you try me for yourself Hmm. and that is something to think about because in the situation with Christ, he's the one who gets hurt. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, man, that's 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 deep, man. It um, yeah, I'm sitting here like, mm. it uh, it just it makes me question why people search, or better yet, what people are searching for. And I believe it's love. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, you'll even look out on social media. People who don't believe will say, we just need more love in the world. You ask people, what do you think the world needs more of? Most people will say love. But many of us don't know what love is. Man, that's and, true. Um, the word of God says that God is love. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I need to say. I need to say this because a lot of people are trying to figure out what is how can I tell what's love and what's not um, there there was a rapper who said, um, she just want to feel love, even if even though she knows it ain't real, even if she knows it ain't real love, something like that. Yeah. And um, I feel like that's a lot of, that's a lot of us. We just want to feel what we think love would feel like, even if we know that it's not real love. But the beautiful thing is that we have love ready for us, waiting for us, waiting. And, and and one of the ways I'm going to help you out here that you can tell when there's love in the picture is the level of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. There is no true love without sacrifice there. That's why the word says that God is love, because God made the biggest sacrifice and sacrificing his own son for us. And um, if you're ever in a situation where you're trying to figure out, you know, does he love me? Does she love me? What have they sacrificed for you? Mm-hmm. Most of the times when you're asking those questions, you can look back at your track record and see all the things you've sacrificed for the person that you know you love. And you're trying to figure out if they love you the same. How great was the sacrifice? Because love always comes at a cost. That's right. Love comes at a cost. And sometimes for people, it's sad, but the cost is truth. For them, they they will sacrifice truth for a feeling, mm. or sacrifice truth for temporary fulfillment, and um, they never get to experience real love. But God says you can you can look at my track record, mm-hmm. all the things I've sacrificed for you. I sacrificed my own body. I sacrificed my own son for you, and. He's a, he sacrificed his own deity. He was God. And yep. he gave that up for us. For us, bro. And um, sometimes, I mean, what we have to sacrifice when we're in relationship with God and we love God is our desires, our timing, mm. what we think we want in somebody or the timing that we think we deserve to have certain things. That's something we have to sacrifice sometimes. But God is not a God that will leave you without. He knows what we need. He even said in his word that two is better than one. And it's not good for the man to be alone. So if he said that, he knows that. And he is not going to leave you alone. Mm. 
That's so in his timing. So, and you said something sacrificing his son <laughs> that made me think of uh, yeah, it was the first episode of the season when Pastor Jeff, I think he said it on the podcast, um, the part where it says, "Father, forgive them for they know not what they do." Mm. And his interpretation, he was like, "I don't know." Sometimes I think it was one of those like God getting upset, looking at what they did to his son about to just strike down he's like no father forgive them for they know not what they do like they mm-hmm. don't know really who they're messing with basically mm-hmm. it's kind of like and that's deep man yeah it is that's really deep Mm-mm. man y'all this has been a great 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 conversation oh, um yeah. i love how god just came and just flipped the script right. i'm sitting here and he was just like nah but some of y'all have a situation shit with me Mm. I'm I'm gonna do something with that. I'm sure that was just really really good. I want to I want to I want to paint the picture so that people can see that. Um, I think that's really mm. important. But um, we would not be the huddle without leaving you with strategy. So yeah. um, when it comes to situationships, you might be listening to this going, "How do I stay out of a situationship? <laughs> I'm low key in a situationship. <laughs> Help me! <laughs> Don't worry, we got you." Mm. We think it's like, nah, yeah, we, we got know. You. Number one, always, always pray, always pray. That's number one. pray. Number two, for situationships, and this is an advice, a piece of an advice if you're already in it, mm. this is gonna suck. Stop now mm-hmm. and be honest now because it only gets worse each day. Mm. You have to stop now and be honest, and don't just stop and fall off the face of the earth because that's not right stop now and be honest mm. like clean up the mess that you made just be honest just say you know what we should not have done this um i want to define what this is right now you are my friend or if you're in the situation and you want to go to a relationship be honest with that and say listen i wanted to be friends but then i changed my mind and i want to be more than friends but Stop now with the undefinedness of what was happening right now and define it. Mm-hmm. Stop now and clear that up. Absolutely. If I had to give you a, a step number three, I would say be intentional with everything. The hanging out, the compliments, the door holding, the the the, the, the looks, all that stuff. Be intentional. 93 of, uh, of communication is nonverbal. So people, why well, didn't say anything? But you said a whole bunch. Yeah. When you opened the door, and you looked at her, and you you said everything. Spray your car with cologne. Nah, you done said everything. <laughs> <laughs> you said I like shit and I want you, and you were not being intentional. <laughs> <laughs> so be intentional. Part of that ties into what you said, praying about being intentional, and be be intentional about praying. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't do the, well, show me if, nah, God said, I don't need to show you. How about you don't do nothing until I tell you? They'd be like, well, I'm going to just go keep doing this until, yeah. No. yeah, just be intentional. Yeah. And number three, if you are not in a situationship, but was low key about to get in one, don't just don't. We say Jesus is a friend that sticketh, clo- sticketh closer than any brother. I know what that means from experience this year alone. And I'm not even talking about from situationships, just from personal things that I've gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you are lonely, definitely pray. And I get that you want people on earth because we're designed to have people in godly community. Mm-hmm. Ask God to bring that into your life and he will sure enough do it. 
but he's not going to bring it into your life until you're ready to receive it. Mm-hmm. So don't go out here and ruin somebody's life because situationships, they trend, but they don't end well. Mm-hmm. Most people end up hurt or confused. So just don't. Yeah. Anything else? Man, I don't think so. All right. Well, so. ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the huddle. Stay free of those situationships. Hey, if you have a situationship with Christ and you have not made it official, um, actually open up your heart and uh, make that thing official. We're going to pray you out and um, we'll actually pray the prayer of salvation with you as well. So if you have not received Christ as your savior, this is a time to open up your heart and change that situationship with him into a defined relationship. Absolutely. Well, let's start off by just this praying the prayer of salvation if you have realized that you're in a situationship and you want to be intentional about being in a real relationship with god just repeat this short prayer after me say father it's me i know that uh, i've been in a situationship with you i haven't been sure about whether i want to really give my life to you and make you the lord of my life and, and invite you into all the decisions of my life but now i realize that that situationship hurts you And uh, I no longer want to do that, Lord. I want to invite you into every aspect of my life. And I ask that you would come into my heart and that you would make your home in my heart and that that you would uh, be in every decision that I make with relationships with other people, with jobs, whatever it is, Lord, I invite you to truly be the Lord of my heart. I believe that you lived, that you died and you rose again just for me. In Jesus name. Amen, Lord. And, and I want to pray for those who are listening as well, who may be in situationships with people here on earth, um, people who may be hurt, have been hurt from situationships. Uh, Lord, we ask that you would just uh, remind us of how close you are. Remind us that it is you who leads us into all things. You say in your word that your spirit will guide us into all things. And we believe that relationships with one another are included in that. Lord, so we just ask that you would give us wisdom in making decisions. You would give us the strength and the courage to be honest, no matter how hard it is. We ask that you would just give us the endurance to wait on you when it when it comes to getting into relationships, Lord. And we ask that you would just uh, comfort us in those seasons of loneliness when we might feel that that no one's there. I mean, we just want a human touch. Lord, we ask that you would um, you would send that in whatever way that we need it, whether it be a hug from mom or dad or a dap up or something. You know what we need. And uh, we ask that you would, would give us that in Jesus name. And Lord, we ask that you would just uh, bless L.A. Uh, and his leadership. We ask that you would continue to keep your hand on KLC and the huddle. And we ask that you would bless each and every person that is listening to this uh, podcast. Lord, we ask that you would bless their families, their finances. and and continue to increase their faith and we pray all these things in jesus name amen amen we are out peace